The Viewpoint on SAFM, Monday to Thursday, 8 p.m. till 10 p.m. And it is the viewpoint, Bertha Info Songezo. So the Morocco earthquake killed thousands of people. And I think right now we are sitting at about 2,900 if we haven't even reached 3,000 as we speak. That's 3,000 people um, affected, devastated parts of Marrakesh, communities south of a major city. And powerful earthquake sent people throughout the country rushing into the streets as buildings crumbled, creating an immense need for aid at least right now as we speak i was just going through the stats we're looking at about 2900 people who died from the earthquake and uh, morocco's interior ministry said tuesday over 2500 people were injured the catastrophic earthquake took place on the north of the western um, atlas mountains south of marrakesh so according to estimates by morocco's national institute or of geographics and the U.S. Geological Survey, the depth is between 8 kilometers and 26 kilometers. The earthquake resulted from a geological phenomenon called reverse fault. So if you did your geography, maybe you didn't, it doesn't matter. You know, you have your tectonic plates and you have the ocean floor and you have land. And when they slightly shift, everything Everything moves and it could be just a slight shift. But what you feel, um, especially if you are on land, is quite something else. But look, I am not a serious professional uh, geographic individual, but I did a bit of geography. I've got a bit of geography background. I have a bit of understanding. But Dr. Kronfeld uh, uh, is online to chat to us about what really causes an earthquake and how can we detect, how can we prepare for an earthquake if there's ever such a thing as preparing for an earthquake? Dr. Kronfeld, welcome to SAFM. Welcome to The Viewpoint. Good evening, Bertha. Thank you very much. And good evening to all your listeners. Um, yeah, <laughs> difficult questions. You can, you can fire. Let's see if we can, we can tackle this problem this evening. So let's talk about what has happened in Morocco. I mean, in, 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 from a layman's point of view, in layman's terms, how would you describe what really transpired, what happened? To make, it, to make it really easy for people to understand, if you have plates in a basin that you're busy washing, um, you know, that you've eaten out, and you have two of these plates sitting one on top of the other, and you move one of them, all the other plates in that basin is going to move because they're all connected. So the, the crust of the earth has got these plates. Now, that is a theory that started in the late 70s. You won't believe it. It's now proven as true that the earth has got these plates that moves. And that is where the Atlas Mountains uh, sits on a boundary between the African plate on which the African continent sits and the European plate on which Spain sits. So these two plates have now slightly moved. Um, probably, I've, I've just read up, they move about one millimeter every 10 years. So that is 10 millimeters uh, or centimeter in 100 years. Now, for rock, that is a long way to go. Now, the earthquake this time has moved more than 10 centimeters. So that means that the, the rock in the Atlas Mountains moved about 10 centimeters. Now, that for geology is a very serious move. The engineers, when 
when they build a bridge, one millimeter makes differences. So 10 millimeters up to centimeters becomes really serious. And that is why we had this really serious earthquake, the first one in 100 years in that country. Now, 100 years ago, there was an earthquake. Nobody living today, unless you're very old, will remember what happened. And that is the real crisis now, is that the institutional memory is gone. Nobody actually can remember an earthquake of that size in those mountains. And that is where the seriousness comes in as far as I'm concerned. You know, just, you know, if I go back into my library or my my brain, where when we look at uh, the African continent, um, from what we learned from school, it used to be Gondwana land and Africa, apparently from basically the movement of the tectonic plates, the distress literally caused the two, I mean, for Africa to then be separated from, uh, you know, the rest of the continent we, where it was attached. And if from what you're saying that a hundred years we had, you know, such a movement, I mean, what does it mean? Can it be avoided? No, unfortunately, Bertha, there is nothing we can do about the moving of the plates on the earth. Those are forces that are caused by the boiling of the mantle. Uh, you know, the, the earth has got certain layers. We've got the crust and then there's a, a very thin 11 kilometer molten sort of a plastic like rock, more more like, uh, you know, slightly molten plastic, uh, which is 11 kilometers. And then we have 2,800 kilometers of boiling stuff and that has got boiling pots or like uh, you know little sores that that comes up and sometimes those cores come to the surface and that causes the the earth crust to move but in the case of this earthquake africa is on a plate on the earth so the continent itself sits above the sea, but there are boundaries in the sea. And the Afri African continent has unfortunately got a very serious crack that runs virtually along the Nile River from Somalia down to Mozambique. And then uh, one stretch going into Botswana to Maun, another one come to, to, to Joburg. So these cracks are activating at the moment and uh, nobody can stop them. Uh, the earthquake in Turkey which was a very serious earthquake with Africa moving north, the Arabian plate moving towards it, and then the Eurasian got stuck. So all the movement in Morocco, I think, is related to what happened up uh, in during this last uh, few months of about up to a year now. And these things have aftershocks. Every plate that moves, moves the others. And over months and years, we're going to see the African plate reshuffling because of the big earthquake in Turkey. And now we see the size of this one, the first one in 100 years in Morocco that actually is causing this devastation. Now, uh, nobody can predict. We can we can say that because of the activities that is still serious in Turkey at the moment. You know, in Turkey they don't record earthquakes if they're below three. That's normal. That's every day. It's like thunder in the clouds. So uh, nothing is is serious. They only record things that's really 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 big. So in Morocco, this was a serious earthquake, and uh, and and uh, and and I think we might see more. Nobody can know when, unfortunately. So you mean to tell me we may just experience tremors? This will be basically this distress of the aftermath. 
Yeah. Uh, in this case, you know, we have uh, the, the different ways that these plates connect. One is they can shuffle like you shuffle two plates together, just the edges touching. Then you can press one against the other and bend it like you would bend two plastic sheets uh, and, and then bend them up like what happened in the, in the uh, Himalaya mountains where India crashes into Eurasia at the moment. But then in this case, it was like the pages of a book that you bend. Uh, with Morocco. The plates are moving across one another. That's why it's called a reverse fault. So the, 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 the European plate is sliding over the African plate and that uplifts the, Elp, the, 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 uh, the Atlas Mountains. So this is a, a reverse fault and that is sliding. Most of the time it's sliding without us knowing, but in this case it got stuck and then when it releases, it then jumps. And, and, uh, but the African plate is busy moving. The Horn of Africa in Somalia is breaking off at about 7 millimeters a year now. Now, people must calculate 17, 7 millimeters a year. That gives you 70 uh, millimeters in 100 years. That gives you 700 millimeters, 7 meters over uh, 1,000 years. Now, that is very, very quick that Africa is falling apart in, 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 uh, in Ethiopia at the moment. Mm. I'm sitting and I'm trying to just, you know, get my head around it. We're seeing so many natural disasters. Could, could, this, could, could we be experiencing a global warming effect? Uh, Bertha, no. <laughs> I, I, I personally think we are looking at very normal, uh, and, and I'm going to yeah, uh, use a word which, which is controversial. I think we, we are looking at creation. We're looking at, uh, you know, the earth being created and moving of the earth is all part of a much bigger uh, cycle of events that happens all the time. We as human beings happen to be living in the time when Africa now moved a little bit and, and it's, it, it might only move in our children's time again. So each of these very, very serious earthquakes might be once in a lifetime that you will experience them. The, the unfortunate thing is that you are at the wrong place at the right time and that's it. And, and if you are a kilometer away from the epicenter, you know there was an earthquake, you hear the noise, but you're not affected. And that is the sadness of these. If a person unfortunately is where the wall falls on him, that is it. But if the brick doesn't hit you, the brick doesn't eat you. That sounds rather rough. <laughs> right it place is very, at the right time. It is very, but it's very serious. It's very rough. And I think there my, my absolute admiration for the people who now move in to help those people. Because remember, any of those walls can fall anytime. And people are still putting their lives at risk to only help the people out. And that, for me, is the biggest biggest uh, hero story of these events is people are prepared to move in there, take water, because remember, those people are now stuck without water, without sewage, without uh, food, without blankets. I mean, luckily, it is now still summertime. If it was winter for that part of the, of the they would have been stuck in ice cold to, uh, kind of condition. So, my, my really prayer is for the people who move in. That is really where my heart is going, is people who might even get a brick falling on their heads, but they don't care because they care for the other people.
Well, we're going to take a small break. And when we come back, I just want to find out from you if authorities, you know, can actually, can they do something in preparation for, you know, for such a, you know, a devastating experience. And also just looking at some of the voice notes and uh, WhatsApp messages. Let me just read one just before we go to the break. Good evening, Bertha and the brilliant team behind the scenes. Thank you for reminding me about the geography book, Arabi. Bennett, oh yes, it was when we wrote our old levels, and uh, that was in Zimbabwe. It was so rich with these natural landforms, volcanoes, uh, river structures, and many, many more. That's uh, Donald in Rustenburg. And we'll get into the questions when we get back. Let's just take a small break and talking to Dr. Hrunfalt, who is online. Bertha Charuma on SAFM. And it is uh, The Viewpoint. I'm sitting in for Songezo. And we are talking about what is happening at the moment in Morocco. An earthquake that has literally uh, devastated the country. An expected uh, death toll, I think, will be rising. At the moment, I think they're sitting at about um, 2,900, if not 3,000 people that have died. And online, I've got Dr. Uh, Kronfeld, who is online, just to help us understand what really causes an earthquake and like he highlighted it's unavoidable nature is doing what nature is doing and if you're caught in the wrong place sorry for you it is what it is not that i'm i'm saying this in a in a in a in a you know disturbing manner but it's just to say you know what i think we ought to know that life can just be taken unexpectedly doc welcome back thank you so the big question, before I go to my big question, let's go to the WhatsApps. I've got a WhatsApp question here. It says, um, evening, a quick question. What are the chances of such moving into the Southern Africa? Are we likely to experience uh, such this side or perhaps those plates chooses specific locations? And this is from uh, Damon Angele and says, thank you. Yeah, I think uh, let let's be honest. Uh, the 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 serious earthquakes on Earth occurs along what is known as a ring of fire. That we know as geologists, it's a very well defined line uh, uh, where these uh, continental plates meet and where they move, and also where they move in specific ways. So, South Africa, luckily geologically, we are very stable. <laughs> uh, we 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 don't see. We wouldn't have been able to mine down to six kilometers in Joburg if we were an unstable part of the Earth. So there is a small chance that we can see this kind of movement in Tolbert for instance, close to Cape Town. Uh, there's a small chance from Port Elizabeth all the way through to Worcester. Uh, those are very old structures. And as far as we know, they are not active at the moment. So no, I don't think we must be worried uh, that this kind of serious, very big earthquakes will hit South Africa for now. Uh, but nobody knows. Unfortunately, nobody knows. I've got another one here. It says, uh, it's not the first time in Morocco I remember the Agadir crisis of 1960 again, which destroyed many buildings and lives and uh, lives were lost. That's from Donald in Rustenburg. So, okay, so, Doc, we have experienced tremors. And we know that we've experienced tremors maybe because of mining and the hollowness that that stretches kilometers and kilometers because of mining. 
But does that not create the possibility that if we are just tapped a bit, if we just have a slight shift, we may sink? <laughs> yes, Bertha. Unfortunately, I, I must be very honest with you. People must realize that underneath Johannesburg, 72 uh, cubic kilometers of rock have been removed. You know, there are there are there are lots of hikes underneath the town and or the city, and and the water table is is rising, which causes mudstones or clay stones to start falling apart. So yes, uh, I think if we if we experience a 6.8 or 6.9 on the Richter in Germany, it will be very, very serious. The lucky thing for us is we have no geological uh, warning signs that we might experience that kind of an earthquake uh, in any in, 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 in that form. The only thing that might affect us is if the Horn of Africa experience a serious crack in Ethiopia. That can. But, uh, but as I said, uh, you know, unfortunately, in, in 1969, Tolbach had a similar earthquake. So we, we had them in South Africa as well. And uh, 50, 60 years later, yes, it can. Uh, but I don't, I, I don't think people need to not sleep tonight uh, because we, we don't have any serious evidence that, that, that South Africa has got geological structures that can experience this kind of an earthquake, especially not at the depth of 24 kilometers. We've only got five more minutes, so if you would like to ask any questions, you can send us your voice note 0614104107 or otherwise give us a call on 0860002032. I'm speaking to Dr. Hronfeld, um in regard to what is happening in Morocco. So we know that you know earthquakes are very difficult to predict. You cannot avoid them, as the good doctor has just highlighted. However, can we mitigate the impact, Doc? Bertha, you know, it is very important that people in South Africa map out where they are. The people living along the Tugela River, for instance, all the way from Ladysmith uh, down to, you know, the, the, the Valley of a Thousand Hills, the Tugela fo uh, River follows a very, very, very serious crack in the ground. And and I think people living in that area uh, must realize that some somewhere along the line, if they look at the Isizulu words that were given to some of those villages and those mountains and those hills, there are going to be some times when the rocks are going to come down those hills. The, the, the spring sites will be flowing more. Uh, that is a serious crack in the earth. The other one is from Matati Hill going down uh, towards the sea is another one. Um, there, there, are, there are serious fault zones that can be active in South Africa. And I think uh, that is where I would, if I was the government, I would be very careful in laying out roads and, and villages and paths so that people are aware that these things can be uh, active. Uh, uh, but but I wouldn't I wouldn't really cause any serious serious uh, frightened people now or whatever. But I think people must realize that if you build on places where the ancient people in your history hasn't built houses, don't go and build there now, ah. because there are places in in along in you know, especially in the in in parts of South Africa where I think if you look at it and there are no houses there. 
just be careful. Why do you want to go and now build houses where there's no houses uh, on the steep slopes of some of the hills in the country? And that I think the government should give attention to. Do not allow people, don't, don't be kind of cross with them, but just inform them. Why do you think you know, there, are, there are mudslides in the rainy seasons on the, in those areas? Tell them. The geology tells us, you know, in Clarence, for instance, there's a golf course that the people have developed on a mudslide. You know, it, it's, it, that doesn't make sense to me, but it's done. So I think if, uh, for instance, the, the earthquake, there's a serious earthquake line that runs past Clarence into Golden Gate National Park. If that thing activates and there's a rainstorm at the same time, the mudslides are going to happen like in 1988. I was there. So people must look at history. People must see why our ancestors didn't build their houses next to rivers. They built them on the high grounds in the Transkei, for instance, the Eastern Cape areas. Just look at history and see why didn't my grandfather leave his house here? Why did they put it there? And then I think that's the kind of questions I would like to, to tell the people in South Africa to prevent us from being caught in these disastrous earthquakes. You know, an earthquake of two on the Richter. In along the Tugela Valley is more than serious. We don't need nines. We just need a two and a rainstorm and people will slide down the mountains. And that is what worries me. And lastly, Doc, technology is a beautiful thing in terms of, uh, you know, to minimize earthquake damages. Um, could we then say designing buildings that could be a little bit more resistant to the earth shaking. Do you think there's a possibility, you know, that could be done? Yes, I think it's as it is in, in, in real hard terms, it's hellish expensive. <laughs> it's not in the affordable pockets of South Africans to do that. But what you can do, you can plan your to build your house where the chances of an earthquake is less. That is what I would do. Dr. Kronfeld, thank you so much for joining us on um, SAFM and thank you for making time for us. This has been quite a learning lesson for most of us. And like you say, we need to just be a little bit, a little bit more vigilant, but you know, there's nothing we can do about it. And thank you so much for joining us. It has been The Viewpoint, uh, standing in for Songeso. And coming up next is a night talk uh, with Oliver, uh, taking care of business and of course, giving you some insightful and exciting conversations.